Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him, in Hebrews eleven six, Our faith grows as we learn who God truly is. Just one look, even a glance at Psalm 144 will fill your heart with such confidence in God and assurance that God is able, that you will easily be transformed to walk by faith and not by sight. In part one of this five-part series on the characteristic roles of God, come take a journey with Kim through the scriptures, focusing on Psalms 144, and let the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hello, and welcome to this broadcast of Woman at the Well Ministries, and how exciting it is that we're going to take some time over the next few weeks to learn about the characteristic roles of God in our lives, as seen in just the first few verses of Psalms chapter 144. Let's begin reading in verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. And verse 3 says, Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him. I love the question in verse 3 that the psalmist David is saying when he says, what is man that we would matter to you? That's basically what he's saying. And that question comes to David's mind as he begins to realize all that God is as revealed in the second verse. And so we have come up from these verses with 10 characteristic roles that are revealed about God in this scripture. And we're going to deal with the first two today, which is he is our Lord and he is our strength. And each of these characteristics of who God is, they're all amazing, they're all wonderful, and they each make a statement of the depth of God's love to us, of his capabilities, of his omnipotence, and his omniscience. And each of these characteristics on their own would bring peace to our hearts if he just had one of them. And they would give us blessed assurance. But when you take a look at all 10 of these, the ones following the first two are he is our teacher, he is our goodness, he is our fortress, he is our high tower, he is our deliverer, he is our shield, he is the one we trust, he is the one who subdues our enemies. When we take a look at that and begin to see all that God is, 
Those are the kind of things that are going to make us overflow with joy and to praise him. And we're not going to be able to help ourselves because look at all God encompasses to each and every one of us. See, he takes away the sin of the world and makes us free. And then he takes up this residence in our life if we submit ourselves to him. Now, he is Lord. He's Lord whether you admit it. He's God whether you want to claim it. And he is our Savior for those of us who have received him. But I ask you this question is, have you made him Lord of your life? See, if he's Lord of your life, he's leading. He's the one in control. He's calling the shots. He's directing. He's where you're placing your faith, your confidence, your trust. And those are important questions to ask ourselves. Where are we putting our trust? Where are we putting our faith? And if we can see that it's in anything else other than Jesus Christ and his righteousness, in God, our creator, if it's anything else other than that, then clearly it's misplaced. And once we give our heart to Jesus, we need to make him Lord of our heart. And all we have to do is move over and step aside, and he will surely take his rightful place on the throne of our heart. But so often, we don't do that. So let's look about the scriptures and begin to see where he is Lord and what that means in just a few of the scriptures. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, he says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. So as we begin to look at who Christ is, he was Lord when he was on the cross. He was God when he was on the cross. He was fully God and he was fully man and he paid the sin debt for your sins and mine sins when he shed his blood on the cross of Calvary and that, my friend, is the only way that you can get from here to heaven is to believe in the only begotten Son of God. See, we told in John that no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's Jesus speaking. And we see in this verse in Acts that he has been named Lord and Christ. Again, I submit to you, have you named him Lord of your life? In Acts chapter 5 and verse 31, he says, Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. The only person who can forgive you of your sins is Jesus Christ. And he can only do that because he is the sinless, perfect son of God who was the sacrificial lamb who thought it was the right thing and counted it 
for glory to take your place and my place on the cross and allow his sinless perfect blood to wash away our sins. Though our sins were as scarlet, he washed them white as snow. Though our sins are as filthy rags, he creates in us a clean heart. And he and he alone has that distinction. But again, I submit to you, have you made him Lord? 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom ye were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is Lord, but I want you to see what else that verse says. You were called unto the fellowship of his son. When we think about fellowship, that's hanging out with somebody. That's spending time with somebody. That's developing a relationship with somebody. That's having love for one another. That's enjoying time together. That's enjoying the person of another person. And I want to just see how we do with that in our own lives. When we think of him as Lord, and he has that title, and no one can strip him of it, but are we allowing him to be that in our lives? Do we take the time to get to know Jesus? Do you know the characteristics of God? When you spend time with somebody, you can tell when they're a little out of sorts. You can tell when they're not their normal self. You could overlook something that was out of character for them because you know their character. And so even if somebody come to you telling you some bold-faced lie about your friend, you would know, hey, that's not how she is. That's not how he is. That's not in his character. And you would immediately know that was a false statement. I wonder if you're that familiar with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Do you understand how he operates? Do you understand how he behaves? Do you understand his characteristics? Do you understand his goodness, his mercy, his grace? And you're right if you're saying, Kim, no one can really understand the breadth and depth of that. That probably is true. But all of us can understand the blessing of it. And all of us can be familiar with his scriptures and with him learning of him through the word of God because it was made flesh and dwelt among us. And being able to understand how God operates, what God commands of us, the promises that he gives to us, the joy of fellowship and knowing him. In fact, he invites us that in Revelations. He's going to knock on our heart's door, and he's asking you to open up, and he will come and sup with you. That's fellowship with you. And we've been called into that fellowship. What an honor. What a distinction. What a blessing. What a gift. Yet I'm afraid many of us, Day after day and moment after moment goes by and we don't even dust the dust off of his word. We don't open up his Bible. 
And it's okay if you're reading the Bible on, on digital, but are you reading it? Are you looking at the Word of God? Are you talking to Him in prayer? Have you really made Him Lord? Or has perhaps your idle time been what you're giving that place in your heart? Maybe it's that sport you love, that hobby that you can't live without. Maybe it's all of the materialistic things that you want that you spend all of your time working so there's no time for you to get to know Jesus. And in that instance, there's probably no time for you to get to know your family and you probably have hurt relationships all over. But we need to sup with him and we need to fellowship with him. We know, need to know who he is because he is Lord. And we need to embrace that in our lives and allow him to have that place in our heart. Ephesians 4, 5 says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. See, the Lord God Almighty, he walks and talks with us. And there's no replacement for him. There's no substitute for him. There's no one like him. But you may be replacing his rightful space in your heart with something else. The second characteristic that we see in Psalms 144 in this verse, he says that he's our strength. The Lord is my strength and song as he's become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. What a verse in Exodus. The Lord is my goodness and my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he whom I trust who subdueth the people. He's my strength. And this verse in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 2 says that I will prepare him a habitation. Have you made room for God? Is he the foundation of your life? Is he where you place your faith and your trust? Is he what holds you together? Is he where you go when you need strength, when you need encouragement, when you need to be held? Psalms 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It's time that we stepped aside of our own desires, that we moved away from our plans. And that we line up with the plans of God. And that we make room for God. And we give him a habitation in our lives and in our hearts and in our homes. It's time that we made room for him. It's time that we placed him first as Lord of our life. And that we are using him to be the very existence of who we are, the essence of what we want, the center of our desires. He fills our hearts, he fills our lives, and he fills our minds, and we are fixated on the mighty hand of God, and we exalt him, and we lower ourselves. Because I want to tell you something. If you are still in command of your life, you're living below your privileges, and you're just one next fight from defeat. 
Is you're no match for the devil who walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And when we allow him to go before us, when we allow him to direct us, when we allow him to lead us, when we make a place for him in our life, we'll be just like 2 Samuel twenty-two thirty-three says, when he said, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. If you're flailing around trying to find which way you should go, when you can't seem to win for losing, when you don't know up from down, stop. Put God as the th- on the throne of your heart and as king of your life. Rely upon his strength to deliver you, to protect you, to lead you, and to guide you. Let his strength be your power and watch him make your life perfectly what he would have it be. And in the center of God's will, there is peace and power beyond comprehension. See, Psalms 84, 5 says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. We need to allow God to fill our hearts and our minds, to direct our paths, to make our way perfect. And we need to remember that Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. These two characteristic roles of God are game changers for us. It can take a dark life and make it light. It can take a life that is going in the wrong direction and turn it 180 degrees and make it go in the right direction. It can take a fruitless, faithless, negative, dark person and change it into a fruitful, light, productive, and effective for Christ. When we simply take our lives, give them to Jesus, And allow him to be in his rightful place, which is king of our heart, Lord of our life. And we rely upon him for our strength, making room for him in our lives. It's my prayer that you join us next week as we continue in part two of our series on the characteristic roles of God, where we learn of God as our teacher and our goodness. Remember that you are loved, Jesus loves you, and may God richly bless you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. 
greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.